Welcome back to Public Address Radio on Radio Live. Copyright and technology, in particular the magnificent copying technology of the internet, are a frequent focus for conflict these days. The network wants us to freely share, and traditional copyright licensing kind of doesn't. Creative Commons aims to bridge that gap. It allows creators to choose licenses that protect their rights, but also make their work shareable. It's a global movement that's present here in New Zealand, where its public lead, Jane Hornibrook, has been on the road lately updating audiences on the state of the play. She's with us now. Well, it's been a big month for you, Jane, with uh, Lawrence Lessig, who's regarded as the creator of the Creative Commons concept coming through town. How was that? It's great having Lawrence come out to New Zealand um, to speak to audiences again. Um, he came out a couple of years ago. It's particularly good for our project because it does raise the profile of the sorts of issues that Creative Commons is involved in, such as copyright policy and and um, the change in sharing culture and the need for people to take notice of these things. Yeah, it's a bit of rock star appeal. I presume that gets the politicians interested too? It does, yeah, it does. A certain kind of rock star, isn't it? I mean, is it an exciting... Uh, movement to be part of where uh, it's the users who are trying to um, c- come up with like this evolving set of standards rather than uh, going through like the, the, the legislative channels. Creative Commons is interesting because it permeates so many different areas because um, of course copyright holders can, can live in many different sectors and in different lives. Um, also it's a movement that does have work happening at the top down but it also has this amazing grassroots sort of up push movement from the public as well so it's a very exciting area to be working in. Yeah that is quite fascinating isn't it because as well as the, the, the bedroom recording artists which is maybe what people think of there's also very big public institutions like the National Library behind the concept. Yeah that's right and I think um, the internet really does create a level playing field this sort of democracy of publishing where where people at home can can get to out, out to as many people as a big record studio so um, it's a very cool tool that we're using nowadays. In a, in a large part, would it be fair to say that it's the changes in the use of other people's copyright materials brought about by the internet that, that started a lot of these conversations? Yeah, perhaps. I think um, our sharing behaviour, is, um, which is inherent in all of us when we're creating and, and building upon other people's work, um, the way that in which we're doing it on the internet really does bring up how much copyright law is triggered when we're doing this sort of thing. And so I think Creative Commons is a reaction and acknowledgement of that um, and providing people with a legal alternative um, to work with. And I rather suspect there's a lot of listeners out there who've seen Creative Commons content and haven't quite been aware of what it is. I'm thinking of the video and the photographs from the Christchurch CBD red zone after the earthquake. How did that come about? Well, Ross Becker is a photographer who's been using Creative Commons for a while. Um, He's using it through the Picasso website, which I understand has an um, automatic license offer when you upload photos, and that's a great way for spreading the words about um, licensing, these content pools that give you the option. Uh, the government's used his material before and respected his Creative Commons license and noticed that he was using it. Um, and so it's very lovely to see that his work through Christchurch is also being licensed under Creative Commons. I think it's very appropriate. Uh, yeah, and this is a, probably a good time to make the point that Creative Commons isn't about there being no copyright on work, is there? Can you explain how the licences work? So the licences are tools. They're a sort of architecture which you put on top of the copyright you hold. So it's not against copyright at all. It's a way of refining it. And so the tools you're using are actually copyright licences, which Creative Commons has developed, and they're ready to use, and they're free for anyone to use and apply. And they're simple too. That's right. Which, um, yeah, copyright creative, often isn't. 
The thing about copyright is I've I've talked to a lot of people about copyright while working with Creative Commons and I've hardly met anyone who reads the notices or even if they do kind of fully understands the full extent of, of what the notices are talking about. So copyright notices particularly on websites have become this sort of stuffy boring subject that people don't really want to look at and what Creative Commons is seeking to do is we're trying to demystify um, copyright terms while telling you and focusing on what you can do rather than saying you can't do this and, and you can't do this and you must not do this. We're trying to encourage you and tell you in simple ways. And that's something that a lot of artists and creators have enjoyed because they can say, this is my work and you're able to use it like this. When I talk to institutions who should be opening up their work, I say to them, just completely reverse how you think of copyright. Why don't you start at zero and then think, what restrictions might you put on it? Rather than start at all rights reserved and what what something you might reluctantly give away as a freedom to your users. So it really does flip how we think about sharing on its head in terms of um, copyright. Who's not getting Creative Commons? We've talked about who is. <laughs> um, I think probably people who... In, in the public sector sense, it would be people who think that just because a piece of content is shared, therefore it loses value, or somehow um, it's a bad thing that people are seeing what they're doing. So if you're looking at a, a school and their materials, there are some people out there still who who aren't aren't getting this growing notion that the value of, of schools and the reputation of schools really should sit on the quality of the teachers rather than on some lesson plans or content that they keep locked up. So I would say that it's probably those sorts of creators who don't quite get it. Um, people who not necessarily don't get Creative Commons but aren't buying into it. Also are people who are still following very traditional ways of looking at business online. So perhaps big content industries who um, are, have not um, evolved enough to be able to incorporate sharing into their business model. Or, or indeed their entire business models might be based on the idea of extracting as much value out of the copyright that they hold and that's about all they do, such as the old uh, music companies and <laughs> film companies for example. Yeah, that's right, and I don't think any of us know quite how it will shake down, but there definitely are some interesting examples of um, innovative ways people are using this sharing and being able to monetize on top of it as well. So it's a it's a very exciting space to keep an eye on. And, and so who's doing happens. it right? Yeah, and the maybe in the artistic sector. Um, well, there are a couple of New Zealand examples. Um, one of the early ones was a band called Knives at Noon, and what they did is, is use Creative Commons while it was quite new in New Zealand in order to get publicity for their music. And they did very well out of that and, and got quite a lot of interest because it was sort of a new thing to be doing. Um, and they've done very well as a band, um, of course, because they are fabulous musicians and um, have since gone on to a more closed model with the more traditional um, publishing industry. But then again, there's a musician called Disaster Radio based out of Wellington, and he's used Creative Commons licenses um, consistently through his career. And he's trying out this model with his latest album, Charisma, where people can download it from Bandcamp and then pay what they like, including nothing, if they like. And I think he's actually done quite well out of that. And he's really good at it, actually. He I, is, I know yeah. Luke, who's Disaster Radio, and he's smart. Yeah, and he's sort of doing that added value model where um, he's trying to monetize out of merchandise and, and gigs and and those those aspects of his music, which is hard for other people to copy and create. 
So I think people who are using this business model recognise that you shouldn't stop the things that is easy for people to copy. You should encourage it and and give love to your fans, really, and then sell them the things that only you can do. Can we talk a bit about Mix and Mash, which is another thing that your work touches on, which is, is about using, you know, finding good uses for all this wonderful data that's been opened up for use? So the competition, it's trying to point out to government and the public that there is enormous value in people coming in and reusing this sort of content. And they, they're doing it and rewarding um, these uses in two mainstreams. One of the streams is through data reuse, so they're encouraging developers and, and people to come in and mash up the data and create web applications and iPhone apps um, that really display the data in, in cool new ways and and um, add value to it. And then there's another stream that um, rewards people for coming in and um, taking images and, and openly licensed video from government and from outside and putting them together um, under these categories. and and really um, bringing New Zealand's history live and doing innovative things with it. Well, we'll look forward to that. That launches in uh, early August. I've, I know a little bit about that. But anyway, thank you, Jane. And where can people go to find out more about Creative Commons in New Zealand? You can go to creativecommons.org.nz. Uh, we've also launched a video which explains Creative Commons and, and why it's there and, and demystifies the licences a bit. And you can find that on Vimeo or YouTube if you search Creative Commons Kiwi. Excellent. Cheers. Thank you. Coming up after the break, Miriam Clancy on her future plans.